Welcome to the Spirit of Cinema podcast, episode 5, Gabriel's Theme. It was a great privilege to reimagine Ennio Morricone's sublime score for the mission by weaving two of the standout themes together, The Falls and Gabriel's Oboe. Growing up, I'd always looked forward to weekend trips with my father to the British Film Institute to immerse ourselves in the golden era of Cinecita in Rome, where Hollywood stars played alongside the greats of Italian cinema. Home to Federico Fellini, Roberto Rossellini, Lucino Visconti, Sergio Leone and Bernardo Bertolucci. Many of these films, scored by Nino Rota, and Ennio Morricone. You can imagine David's excitement at the prospect of working on his very own masterpiece with the composer from our BFI outings. We were screening the Rough Cut for him, where, uh, I mean, it may have been a lot of old theatrical mooding, but what he said, you know, he speaks little or no English, uh, so through an interpreter, uh, was, was my, that time was a, an assistant of mine, Roberto Pasolini, said to me, look, the maestro... Um, feels he can't take the movie on, and my face fell. I said, oh, God, why? And I'm thinking the excuse, normal excuse is time, money. Uh, but his reason was, he said, the images are so strong, he doesn't feel he could live up to them. So we had a, a marvellous sort of dance where we persuaded him, dangled a few dollars in front of him, one thing or another. But I think he really, really loved the movie and, and was very, very taken with it. The Mission was already a fantastic film, from the Robert Bolt script to the visionary direction of Roland Joffe, fresh from the killing fields, and the breathtaking performances of Jeremy Irons, Robert De Niro, Liam Neeson, Pete Postlethwaite, and Ray McAnally. The temp score used was Alessandro Marcello's Oboe Concerto in D minor, a contemporary of the film's story. Morricone is always noted for his exceptional finesse with melody, but not often for his playfulness, and his use of music concrete, a movement of the 1940s avant-garde. But listen again to his doublings, instruments playing together, with the sounds from the world around us. As the maestro himself said, I've always put concrete sounds, everyday noises, into my works. He also says, I use the same harmonies as pop music, the complexity comes from elsewhere. Here's Ennio talking about how he approached writing the score for the mission. The theme that I wrote was conditioned by Jeremy Irons' fingers on the oboe. These three elements, the oboe, the native music of the Guarani, and the Western music taught by the Jesuits, had to be combined into the whole.
L'unione di questi tre elementi The union of these elements is very important. In them I see myself spiritually and technically. Soprattutto tecnicamente, ma anche spiritualmente. These three ideas unified into one idea and clearly symbolize a new spirituality. These two spiritual forces are very different but find a way of communicating and finally they die together, the ultimate sacrifice. Like many of the most successful film composers today, Morricone was exceptionally aware of the studio techniques and what could be achieved in the recording process. One story which stands out from the mission sessions at CTS Studios in Wembley was Ennio's insistence that the boys' choir sing more out of tune, each take pushing them further and further away from their comfort zone until the choir master was quite baffled. Of course, once the marriage of the images of the Gurani choir in the Amazon, the magic appeared, reminding me of the fable of the two statues. For our own recording, we were lucky enough to find Roy Carter to play the famous oboe theme. Roy Carter played the oboe on Morricone's original score. In support of Morricone's use of avant-garde sounds, listen to the overblown flute doubled with the ocarina. This use of flute, as on the mission, has become a staple of the film composer's armory, on an indefinite note signifying danger, as is Morricone's signature use of the timpani. In emulating the Baroque of Alessandro Marcello's oboe concerto used in the temp score, Morricone, in his score, calls for a simple ride cymbal to garner the effect of the Baroque continuo harpsichord. While putting together the album arrangement, I was taken by how simple the harmony was, especially of the falls, whilst all the while being so achingly beautiful. The beauty of the counterpoint, melodic lines interweaving, 
and the simple instrument register choices as part of his classical orchestration were a revelation. Here's Italian musicologist Sergio Micheli talking about Morricone's music for the mission. In this relationship between spiritual and musical values, Morricone, in his own words, saw enacted something he had always believed in. Music as a means of salvation. It's very significant that a young girl among the survivors should rescue something from this moment of civilization. She sees a violin and a candlestick Without hesitation, she takes the violin. At this moment, we hear one of the loveliest themes ever written by Morricone. In its first conception, I always knew the falls would envelop Gabriel's oboe and that I would play the melody twice, once on piano, as it has never been heard, and echo that with the oboe that we all know and love. Of all the pieces on the album, I've remained most faithful to Morricone's original in what I'm calling Gabriel's theme. The importance of the relationship between the director and the composer is vital to a score's success. Here's Morricone discussing scoring to picture. The director must necessarily have faith in the composer. I tried to write the music long before the film is made in order to better express what I was thinking because coming up with an idea from the start means that it is already attached to the film. It clings to the images. There's a connection, like love at first sight. Dialogue is not the only element that inspires the soundtrack, but all the other elements of the image as well. A film is what we see or hear, but music represents the unsaid and the unseen. With his Catholic upbringing, therefore his knowledge of the Catholic choral tradition being part of his DNA, Ennio was the perfect composer for this movie. He understood scoring the cinematic vistas learned from 1900 and Once Upon a Time in the West. And from the spaghetti westerns, he also understood how to make use of indigenous sounds, bringing us back to him combining the orchestra with the sounds he absorbs from the environment around him. I like to think that this is something I've picked up from this wonderful maestro. Although I never actually got to study with him, having written to him after my studies at Berkeley and Moscow, asking whether I could assist him, the polite response came, I work alone and I wish you the best in your career. Of course, I completely understood, Ennio being more from the traditional mould of the solitary composer, diametrically opposed to Vangelis, for whom an audience heightens his inspired compositions. Here's David. The mission spoke to him. I had something to say to him. 
and the, the sons of the mission, the scores are now legion. But the mission was a real, was a tremendous breakthrough in movie scoring. In some ways a throwback, but in other ways a, a, a leap forward. And to this day, I think he was grotesquely robbed of an Oscar. Between 1979 and 2001, he'd been nominated five times for an Academy Award. Ladies and gentlemen, Ennio Marconi. In 2007, Ennio Morricone received an honorary Academy Award. The award recognized his magnificent and multifaceted contributions to the art of film music, to the music of the mission. On the 6th of July, 2020, a 91-year-old Ennio Morricone died peacefully in Rome and with full honours was played out to the music of the mission. Join me for episode six of the Spirit of Cinema podcast, where I'll be interviewing Rachel Portman for her work on War of the Buttons and being the first female composer to win an Oscar. Stay safe, stay well. See you next time.